This is a presentation of Blue by 90. Find us on Twitter at Blue by 90 and shop the merchandise at Blue by 90 shop.com. This is the University of All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I'm Justin, joined by Jack today, and we've got Bryce Marriage from the Michigan Insider 247 Sports. Bryce, thanks for joining us, man. It's good to see you again. I appreciate you guys having me on. I know I was joking before the pod, and you guys had me on and stuff like that when you guys were just building up, and now you guys are this empire, so it's crazy. It's funny how if you go back to that episode, because we were just building up, and I think we had such a small following, your your camera could have been basically off. You were sitting in the shadows. Like, I don't want to be seen with these guys. I don't even want to associate with them yet. <laughs> yeah, that was a dark time for me. <laughs> that was literally a dark time for me. So yeah, different times now. There we go. There we go. Um, no, yeah, it's exciting to have you on. I mean, you and I have have talked on and off throughout the whole process here. Now we've got a whole site and stuff, and it's exciting. Um, but you know, hey man, you're doing good stuff too. Still, you know, don't think that you're like no nobody's passing you by right now. That's for sure. Um, you know, I'm trying. You know, I'm not <laughs> like Jeff Gordon here flying by everyone, but you know, I'm, I'm keeping pace. You know, the tracks. So it's all right. I'm doing. I'm doing decent. I would say. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, ex- exciting times here going into camp. Uh, for Michigan football, I feel like. For you guys, is it feel the same? Does it feel the same as like as we are? Where you know this is where a lot of people start getting into football mode, right? Yeah, no, I mean for Michigan too, especially with recruiting wise, they didn't. They had about six commits for the longest time, and people hit the panic button of what's happening with Michigan football recruiting. And in the past two months, they've picked up seven commitments, and most of them are their top commits in the class of, you know, the 2023 class. So things are going in the right direction. Um, they're on the outside of the top 25. They're knocking on the door. I Eventually, I think they're going to get there. I'm inside the top 25 for sure. We'll see where they eventually land on signing day. But, yeah, this is the time where I think you're going to see recruitment start to slowly but surely make a move and uh, we'll see some more decisions coming up. Why do you think it ta- it seems to be taking Michigan so long to kind of land these guys? Is it just people are holding out like a lot of commitments because they're higher ranked recruits? I mean, what do you, what do you think is going into it? I think it's a multitude of things, you know, I mean, a lot of people anticipated just a top 10 class coming off the big 10 championship and college football appearance. Mm-hmm. But then you have the open um, public flirtation from Jim Harbaugh. On signing day, which is not an optical, you know, the greatest look to happen on that day, too. And that's not to say they had a bad signing day class or whatever for that cycle. It was great, you know, but it's just not a good look. You lose your coordinators, both of them, Mike McDonald and Josh Gaddis. You're shuffling new hats. I think people forget. I think, honestly, people forget about that part a little bit. Yeah, that's a key part. And, you know, I mean, Josh Gaddis won the Bros Award. So he's no slouch. You know, Mike McDonald is now coaching one of the 
you know, coordinating one of the top defenses in the NFL. So these are two top quality coaches you lost. And I would say the other thing too is you're shuffling hats. So now you got new coordinators in, you, got, you know, Mike Elston, who's replacing Sean Nua. Jay Harbaugh is now the safeties coach. I think he's worn every hat here. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's musical chairs of him. But yeah, it's it's been really crazy. And at the same time, too, flat out, they've missed on some guys. There's been some guys they definitely have wanted that they've missed. But in years past, I think it's the opposite role for Michigan this time around where there's been a lot of offseason hype and recruiting offseason wins. Opposing fans like to joke. And they're like, well, let's see how Michigan looks on the field. And they kind of stumble, you know, at the very end of the season. Whereas a lot of people going this year are like, let Michigan win on the field and the recruits will follow afterwards. And I think that's the approach you're kind of seeing Michigan take right now, whereas they know they're going to have a good product on the field and it's going to show. And at the very end, the results are going to come to fruition. So so do you think that's going to kind of hurt them with the 2023 class and they're just kind of counting it as a wash and they're just looking forward to 2024? Or- I don't think it's a wash. No, I, I think, I mean, obviously the big elephant in the room too is NIL. You know, they have a very different approach compared to some schools where you're seeing, I'm not going to name them, but you're seeing some schools in the top 10, top 15, even, you know, and you're like, I have never seen you there before. And (laughs) you're curious, how did you end up here? But, um, you know, there's other schools I'm not saying, but like Texas Tech and Northwestern right now are like in the top 15. Pretty sure Michigan's going to pass them at the end of the day and stuff like that, you know, because they have so many commits. Whereas if you look at Michigan's quality of commits, they're much higher than them. So you have to look at different factors there. But I think this class can still, I know, I think you asked me, Justin, where I think they would finish. I think in the top 15 to 20 range as of today. Now, could they surpass that? Sure. But as of right now, I think 15 to 20. And if people are freaking out about that 15 to 20, you got to look back at the 2018 class which had, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and Ronnie Bell and Haskins and key pieces that beat Ohio State made them to what they are today. So just because you have a class in the 15 to 20 range doesn't mean it's going to be crap, FYI, to people. So, yeah. Yeah, and it seems like, too, um, you know, I I actually was was about to write something up on this, too, um, where – like it kind of seems like Jim Harbaugh is going the beeline route a little bit where it's like he, you know, he wants talent, but he's trying to find the right guys to come into the program. And if, if that means that they're a three-star instead of a four-star, he doesn't care, but he cares about culture. He cares about, you know, where do they want to play football or just make money? Like all those things. Does that seem like it's, you know, along the, the right lines? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I, You know, when you're looking at why Michigan had so much success last year, a big thing you heard at every press conference talking to all the guys was just the culture. They just harped on it, preached it every freaking day. And it was, you know, one of like, we got to beat Ohio State. We're doing these drills. We're doing all this. But it's just the mentality. Like you're talking about the demeanor, the attitude they had behind everything they did. And a lot of these guys, and especially you guys have known this kind of seeing the dealings they've had with NIL from many of these athletes on the team, they're not a money first type of person. 
you know, they're they're doing this for the quality of their heart. I mean, JJ, they're giving back. You saw Blake Horm giving turkeys, you know, but I mean, it's just so it's not they're not there for the money. You know, they're there to help Michigan win football games, become successful on and off the field, get that degree. And if that leads to the NFL and more money, great. If not, they're a winner here, at least. And that's. That approach, though, is not going to work with every high school athlete in America. Right. And you're seeing that, you know. So, yeah, Michigan is definitely taking a different approach of what athletes they're looking at and who's more responsive to that approach as well. But at the same time, that's not to say you can't get top talent. And they still should, you know, in my opinion. And this might sound braggish, but you're Michigan. You know, you should still be able to land these four stars and even some five stars at the end of the day. So yeah. again, I think they have a great shot at a great class, but they do need to close on some guys and they have missed some right now. And that could change, especially with a great year. Yeah. I mean, the, the question I have then is that, is, is that strategy is the strategy that Michigan's going with right now? Is it sustainable? Right. I think we all, you know, NIL is going to be there are are already talks right now. Tommy Tuberville, you know, the greatest uh, politician of all time uh, <laughs> is like, you know, they're already talking about congressional stuff with NIL and all that type of thing. Um, so, you know, NIL is going to change and it might benefit Michigan in the future, but you can't just have shitty classes in the meantime. You know, you do have to play the game a little bit. Right. So. Is there, you know, a balance there? How do you how do you think Michigan feels? Because they're, you know, from my perspective and hearing some things that Jim Harbaugh is like ready to pony up and do some some things because I think he's been pissed off about missing on some of these guys that are being poached by, you know, another school and because there's an upfront cash thing. Do you do you see Michigan possibly going into that um, realm at least a little bit or will they stick to their their guns? I think right now, you know, right now it's the wild, wild west. Anything's legal. Anything's you can do anything right now. But I think in a couple of years, I think the sense maybe even Michigan feels is there are going to be some restrictions. There are going to be some guidelines. I know a big thing for them, too, is how if they did take that approach to that type of NIL, how that would affect the locker room. That's a big thing yeah. people are starting to wonder too, because you're seeing guys, there's reports of Jordan Addison and USC mm-hmm. maybe not getting what he was promised, you know, and how's that going to affect the team culture? And maybe they're not getting the catches because of whatever reason, but in their NIL deal for this guy, it says you need to have this many catch. I mean, there's so many things going to affect locker room and the culture in Michigan. Like you said, that's kind of what, brought to them to where they were last year. But at the same time, like you said, can they sustain having a class in the 20 range every year? I don't think so. To compete with like Ohio State, and you're seeing teams like now Michigan State in the yeah. top 15, mm-hmm. top 20. You know, the Big Ten is multiple, getting better. They've got like multiple more four stars at this point, right? That, yeah, they got uh, nine, and Michigan's got six. Michigan yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, with, I mean, this isn't football, but like, if you've seen Michigan State's basketball recruiting in the last few days too, like it's gone crazy. Um, And I think it's because of their NIL approach. Matt Ishby is like, you know, what, what, let me know what the amount is and I'll sign that check, you know? So it's definitely something that you got to 
think about and keep up with, even though you can have your, your strategy, right? Yeah, I think the other big thing too, and I'm curious with, I don't know if they'll ever go all in on that approach. They maybe will one day, but I think a big thing going forward is also the new president in place. I know a lot of people are excited about that and him being more open to just athletics. Cause I think, again, these are rumors I heard, but Mark Schlissel never made, I heard a practice, let alone made a game, you know, whereas this guy's first day in, he's tweeting about, you know, the football team and coach Hutch and everything like that. So you can tell he's very in tune with the university as a whole and not just, you know, that, you know, the theater program. And that's it. You know, it's everyone. So I think him being on board with NIL approach with Michigan, if they want to play that game, would help. That's not to say they will. But like at the end of the day, I feel like they might have to make that push if they really want to compete with the big boys, especially if there are going to be no guidelines, you know, in a couple of years. So. Can you can you tell us a little bit about, you know, you've talked to a lot of these Michigan recruits that are coming on campus, coming to the barbecue and that type of thing. Um, what do you what have you heard in terms of what Michigan's pitch is like right now? Um, you know, is it is it that you're coming to a championship team? Is it that you can make money while you're, you know, once you get on campus? Um, are they still going? You know, wh- what does that look like uh, in terms of? how Michigan's approach is in ter- uh, you know, for, Hey, what, here's what you can get once you come up or, you know, if you become a Wolverine and how does that compare to what other schools pitches seem to be like? Right now? Well, they've always stressed this and this has never changed academics, you know, and they stress academics first. And like the great Hannah Montana said, you get the best of both worlds at Michigan, you know, you get <laughs> great athletics. Yeah, you get great athletics, but you get, you know, great academics here as well. And that's the thing that Michigan has always stressed um, here at the end of the day, especially with Jim Harbaugh. And when it comes to NIL, it's, listen, you know, maybe you won't see the money up front per se, but if you excel and you thrive here, you're going to get paid. No question about that, you know. And I, But at the same time, like we've been talking about, some kids just – They don't come from much, you know, and the other thing I was talking about on our recruiting podcast was, let's say you get injured, you know, and you, you're not going to get that money, right? If you can't show what you can do, but you know, at other schools, you are going to get that money just from being on campus. So they're fighting a lot of inner demons and either, you know, battles there, but, um, the, definitely the approach is, like I said, the best of both worlds, you're going to get that athletics and academics here. It's a great campus. You're going to love Ann Arbor. It's one of the top college towns in America. Got all these amazing programs and majors here. And at the end of the day, being a student athlete is what you're here to do. You know? So I think it is resonating with certain guys. And certain guys you see in this class fit the hardball mode to a T, especially. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, though. It's one thing where you're like... Should we play that game? Can we play that game? Do they even want to play that game? And that's where we're at right now. Well, it's it's so tough, too, I think, when you want to play the, you know, good kid, the good academics, the, those types of cards all the time, which is obviously Michigan's strong suit. But then 
you look at the recruiting board and you see Ohio State with, uh, you know, as many five stars or more than Alabama and everybody else. And it's like, okay, maybe these five stars don't give a shit about academics, you know, that type of, not that Ohio State's like terrible in academics, but it's not Michigan, right? So um, there's obviously a different approach coming from Ohio State. So, you know, you got to keep up with that. That's the, that, you know, that's the standard. We talked every, that was the talk every single year up until, you know, Michigan beat them this year was like Ohio state's the standard, right? Yeah. I mean, I would even go above them and say Alabama. I mean, those guys, they literally wake up every morning to send a top one class in the country. You know, I mean, it's incredible yeah. what they do, but the biggest thing in my eyes is coming off all that success I just thought Michigan was going to have a top 10 class, like no problemo. And there's been a lot of hurdles that they've had to overcome, but some of them have been self-inflicted. You know, like I said, the Harbaugh interview and being it so public. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. He didn't lie to recruits because he didn't. He was upfront with everyone about what he was doing, but it's just not a good look, you know, and you lose your two top coordinators and coaches are shuffling and. It's just at the same time, you just can't have that in an offseason where you just won the Big Ten title. You finally beat Ohio State and you make the college football playoffs. And then all of a sudden that all happens. So I'm not, again, everyone thinks this class could be crap. It's not going to be good, but it's going to be as good as I thought it was going to be. I don't think so. Could that change? Sure. But as of right now, I don't see that happening. I mean, I kind of going back to what you said, you know, as far as like losing both, you know, your offensive defensive coordinator uncertainty with Harbaugh, given all the shit that they're going through. I mean, they're, they're in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah. Right. I, I agree mean, with you. I agree right? with you. Yeah. I mean, at one point they were ranked number 55 and yeah. people are just <laughs> losing it, you know, and I, I had the dummy response of putting like a screenshot where Michigan was and there's a couple schools above them and a couple schools below them. And people are like SMU and who are these schools? Michigan can't. I recruit Wake Forest, and you're like, okay, buddy, relax. They got yeah. six commits. Yeah. Like they yeah. got six commits. They're not going to sign six commits on signing day. Let's just right slow your roll, you know. But yeah, I mean, where they're at right now and everything they've overcome, there's like I said, there's a great shot, and, and a lot of people scoffed at me that they could, they could still sign a top 10 class. Now, a lot would have to go right, obviously, but they've always had the potential. Our director of recruiting at 24 seven sports, Steve Wolfong has always said, Michigan's been that one school where they knock it out of the park when they get a kid on campus. He's like, when the coaches, they just seem to just excel with the presentation, academic presentation, athletic presentation, everything, the cards always fall into place when they get these kids on campus. It's just a matter of getting these kids actually on campus, you know, and then seeing the deal. And that's kind of what Michigan's doing right now. And a big step for that was the barbecue at the big house. They got a lot of those guys up there. They really impressed a lot of them. And now they've laid that foundation to where get them up back for a game in the fall, show how it looks to have, instead of an empty stadium, 110,000 screaming, you know, on your team hopefully winning by who knows what, 30 points. I mean, it's not going to be sexy if they're beating UConn by 30, but it's still, <laughs> it's still an experience. Yeah, right, when you're at right. a football stadium when you're used to maybe a 1,000 people at your games 
And now yeah. you're walking in through the tunnel, you're seeing 110, you're like, okay. You envision yeah. it, you, you're like, this is surreal. This is something I could see myself at. And like I said, NIL, you're looking around like, maybe I can make a lot of money here too if I do well. There's a lot of people here who a lot, of people, uh, right? a lot of viewers, a lot of all that stuff. A lot of jersey sales, all that. There yeah. you go. Um, so let's talk about the barbecue. Um, so it sounded like it was, you know, a great event. Uh, they had a lot of guys on campus, a couple no shows, which wasn't, you know, I mean, I'm sure that happens all the time, right? Every year, every every year, year, you know, things come up. Um, I think there were a couple big ones. Um, who was a Michael Gardner, uh, that, you know, flipped and and went to Oregon, um, which was a, you know, a, a tough one, but, Ultimately, it sounded like the the whole thing was a success, and um, so yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, so this is an event that actually was started back from Rich Rodriguez. So if he gave us anything at Michigan, this is something we can thank him for. The barbecue, the big ass. This is his. This is his baby, and it's been carried on through Brady Hoke and obviously Jim Harbaugh. Fun um, fact, real quick. Fun fact: Rich Rod is invited to my brother's wedding. Uh, coming up here because his his fiance is like best friends with his daughter so i maybe we get an uh, uh you know a hey. real-time interview with rich rod at the wedding Who knows? wait a rose wedding my brother yeah yeah i, I wasn't sure if you said your brother or cousin i, I was like i know yeah that's, that's, Craig. that's no, impressive Jeez, know, get like, the Amos coming out. Up, yeah. <laughs> get him get him wasted and get him uh get a get a couple quotes from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna bring him up during my best man speech. <laughs> yeah. Hey Rich, come over here. Join me for this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. go ahead, Bryce. No, man, that's that's some good stuff. That that's the intel, man. I'm never gonna have compared to you guys. <laughs> By 90, man, you guys bring the hard hitting stuff. I don't have yeah, any of that right. kind of stuff. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah the barbecue the big house was a really good event i would say they had close to about 50 visitors so i mean okay. it was packed with guys a lot of 2024s not as much 2023s but a big thing they had were a lot of the commits in the 2023 class were there and that's key because all these guys had never met each other they're in a big group text you know they're on snapchat yeah. together in a group whatever thing and they connect through there but it's it's one thing like you guys when you guys first met up the boys you're like it's a different it's different yeah. meeting up in yeah. person you know getting beers and stuff like that compared to just doing a little Zoom call like this or whatever right. so right. it was good for them to meet up but yeah Michigan had some top guys obviously the biggest was five star quarterback Jane Davis from Providence um, day in North Carolina he's a guy that Michigan now has the top of their board after missing out CJ Carr and Dante Moore. He's in the class of 2024, though, but he's the guy that Matt Weiss has identified. Jim Harbaugh has identified as a perfect program fit, culture fit, everything they're looking for. And they made it clear that he's not a want, he's a need. And his father stressed it out. His father even told us that Michigan didn't roll out the red carpet. They rolled out the red carpet on top of the red carpet. I mean, it was. Wow, there you go. They definitely looked to impress that group. Um, he came with some teammates, Channing Goodwin, who's a four-star wide receiver. His dad, Jonathan Goodwin, played at Michigan years ago, so he's a legacy recruit. I think Michigan sits really good with him. He's in the same class, and he attends the same school. Jordan Chip, he's a four-star wideout as well, attends the same school. 
So they all came as a group. And there's another four-star cornerback, but he's in the class of 2023, Chris Peel, who's also up there. He's looking at Georgia, um, LSU, a couple of the top schools down south. But he came up, really enjoyed his time. And I think right now, we talked again before the podcast started about Jane Davis. Everyone wants to know about Jane Davis. And, you know, you saw predictions come in of Michigan, you know, maybe landing him and maybe he might commit at the barbecue. And I know for a fact that Michigan definitely would have loved if he committed at the barbecue <laughs> to get that class really rolling. Right. But he's taking his time. He told us he's taking his time. He's still looking at his options. And I think he wants to come back for a game. And I think he also likes the approach that Michigan's taking where they're not pushy. They're not pressing him to make any decisions. And he likes that, you know, biggest start there for him is Georgia. So that can be concerning because we saw what they did with Raylan Wilson, plucking him away from Michigan. But at the same time, they he, this is second time up to campus. He, had, he really loves Matt Wise. He loves Jim Harbaugh. He loves what he's done developing quarterbacks like Andrew Luck and other guys in the NFL. He likes the NFL, I guess, approach and culture at Michigan. And that's something very appealing. And his mom made it, again, apparent that academics is a big plus in their eyes as well. So there's a lot going in their um, direction for Michigan in this recruitment. And if I had to say right now, I think Michigan's in pole position. They lead. But He's a 2024 guy and a lot can change. Recruiting is super fluid in what I've always said. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You see things change all the time. And even guys you think are layups, like a CJ Carr, they can go the opposite way. So I'm not saying that's why I'm not, I'm pumping the brakes. I'm not to say Michigan's not going to get them at the end of the day, but for me to put in prediction, I got to be a lot more certain. And when I put in a prediction, I'm pretty, pretty certain that they're going to land a guy and it's going to be happening sooner than later, too. Yeah. Um, no, I think it, it makes sense. I think that from a Michigan perspective, though, like you want him now because you need to get that momentum, right? It, that's what it feels like. You Michigan want a class needs. leader. Exactly. Yeah. You, that's what JJ did, right? And that yep. was so big where it was like all of a sudden when JJ was here, he became the next recruiting director type guy. And that really helped with the class. Um, you know, is, does it feel like Michigan will struggle a bit if they, if they hold or if he holds off his commitment? I think it could. You know, I think with the Dante Moore recruitment, how they've handled this cycle, they haven't offered any quarterbacks, they put all their eggs in that basket you know, for Dante Moore. And I think right. that's interesting to where once he committed to Oregon, I thought, okay, we're not going to offer other quarterbacks, right? That would be the logical <laughs> approach, right? right? They haven't they haven't offered any more quarterbacks. And I think one of the reasons why is for their standing with Jane Davis, but I also think they're confident that J.J. McCarthy is going to be around longer than maybe they anticipated, you know, because a lot of these guys, if they don't win the starting role, what do they do nowadays? Transfer portal. They're out. And from, I know from you guys have intel and you guys know him pretty well. He's, he doesn't seem like the kid that's just going to bounce if he doesn't get that role. You know, he seems pretty happy here. So I think Michigan is kind of in a good spot. Plus, they took two quarterbacks last cycle, more developmental guys. 
But at the same token, like, I feel like they can wait. And you never know, Dante Moore. I'm not just, I'm not saying they're going to get him, but he committed to a school that now is not really in that conference. So there's a lot that could happen. And let's say if they struggle and Michigan opens up and they throw the ball a bunch and they really impress him. And, you know, but I think they like where they stand with Jane Davis. I think they are happy that J.J. McCarthy is going to be here longer than they anticipated. And in their eyes, they think their quarterback room is still very good. You know, I mean, they got Kane, they got J.J., and they got, of course, Davis Warren, who showed out. He showed out, man, at the spring game. Give props to him. So I think they really like that quarterback room. And I don't think they're going to be making much moves. And I think that's another big appeal to Jaden that not only are they not really offering guys in the 2023 class, they're kind of putting, they're shifting those eggs from the Dante basket over to him. And I think that means a lot to him as well. I love it. I I think that it's, you know, it's important obviously to get him because I think, you know, where do they turn then if he goes elsewhere? You know, then they're in real trouble. Yeah. That's a tough thing too. Yeah. I mean, for you to lose essentially two five stars in your backyard and then somehow potentially now land another five star that's as luckier as fortunate as you can get but if they don't land jane davis like you said then where do they turn obviously there's the transfer portal which harbaugh has shown he's willing to go on you got jake rudock shea patterson john o'corn he's willing to go in there to get guys but at the same time we've seen that doesn't mean instant success you know that doesn't mean you're gonna get a guy that's gonna be amazing at the same time so it's interesting kind of the play there of quarterback recruiting but i like where they're standing especially with Jaden. you know like so the family loves michigan he loves michigan i expect him to come up for a game in the fall that'd make his third trip already before his seniors as a senior so a lot going in their direction and they've checked a lot of boxes it's just a matter of, like I said, you just got to close. You just got to yeah. close on some of these guys. That's what it comes down to. You got to close on some of these guys. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the, you know, Matt Weiss and the and the coordinators, because obviously they're they're new guys, you know, and, um, you know, Gaddis and McDonald. I think we all kind of knew McDonald's was not big into recruiting. He's an NFL guy. Um, you know, I have heard some similar things about Matt Weiss too. Um, you know, that, that he hasn't, you know, recruiting is not like his top, top priority. Right. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Jesse Minter and Matt Weiss now? I mean, Sherelle, you can throw Sherelle Moore there too, which Sherelle Moore has made it very clear that recruiting is his top, you know, priority and has done really well. Um, but with this new staff, um, you know, what do you think about them going forward, uh, for recruiting for Michigan? Well, with the two corners, let's start off with Matt Wise. I know he's been a vocal point. A lot of people on message boards and Twitter yes. have always talked about Matt Wise, especially when you lose the two five stars. But he's been in contact with those guys essentially daily. I mean, it wasn't for a lack of effort why Michigan didn't get those guys, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, he does have a different approach coming from the NFL, whereas, like you said, Mike McDonald, that's just, for those guys, that's just not their thing. You know, it's just not their thing. That's not to say they can't do it. It's just different. But I know, again, 
he has been one of the main guys that Gene Davis has really pointed out as a guy he's really loved when he's looking at Michigan considering them. And that's a big that's a big telling point. If that's one of the reasons why he's looking at Michigan, Matt, you know, wise. So I think maybe it's not as strong as Forte, but that doesn't mean it has to be a weakness either. And I right. think that's what we're starting to see with him. As for mentor, he's been in the college game. So he knows how this works. And he coached at Vanderbilt. So he knows yeah. SEC recruiting, which is can be another animal at the same time. You know, yeah. and I know he has a lot of connections down south. He coached at Georgia State, so his connections in Georgia, and they have tons of talent there. He coached in Tennessee at Vanderbilt, so he knows a lot of he's got a lot of connections at Rocky Top around the state. So having connections, especially down south, I think is key because if you're gonna compete with the big boys, you have to recruit the South, in my opinion. You can't just pluck guys from Michigan. Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio, maybe Pennsylvania, and expect to win a national title. You just can't. Look at what Ohio yeah. State does. You know, right. they go national, and Michigan's a national brand. I think you're seeing Minter kind of dip his toes in the pool right now. He's starting to figure it out a little more, and you're seeing guys really connect with him and bring him up in articles saying, this is the guy we're connecting with the most. When we come up to Michigan, we're hitting off with him the most. So those two guys, I definitely feel like, I wouldn't say they're a work in progress, but they're still they're still adjusting, I would say. You know, and I think they can get there and they're just seeing positive results or results, but at the same time, like I said, you gotta close on these guys. That's at the end of the day, you gotta close. And that's where Sharon Moore has really done a good job, where you saw him landing like a guy like a Dax Hill from Oklahoma, where a lot of people didn't think he had a Michigan didn't have a chance. Right. And all of a sudden they pull him out. Um with him, though, man, it's just that was his forte recurring. Yeah. You know, now when you're the OC, you got more on your plate. You don't have as yeah. much time to be texting and calling kids and, hey, what's up? You know, that kind of stuff. So I'm a little nervous about where he's going to be with recruiting. I know he just landed a four star off at the tackle and Evan Link. So he can still, he's, he's still got his recruiting chops there. It's not like he forgot yeah. how to recruit. But at the same time, he does have more on his plate. You know, he's he's working the offensive game plan now. It's not just coaching the offensive line and recruiting. It's formulating an offensive tack for each and every week. And that's yeah. going to take him away from recruiting. So you're going to need other guys to step up. And you are you seeing think, that. You think Mike, Mike Elston can be that guy? Yeah. Mike Elston, exactly. So Collins, Akapong, Eno Etta. Two of the guys that were up is in that, the park. Is that too. the right uh, pronunciation? That's I what I'm going with. You know, I'll say this. <laughs> I will say this. You sounded confident with it. I think that's yeah. all you need. That's how you can say it. That's how you can say it. Michigan <laughs> probably has the number one class of the all-name team right now. Because <laughs> no. they got some incredible names. Incredible names in this class. But those are two uh, physical freaks. You know? Yeah. Those, I mean, Collins is six foot seven, 255 pounds. And he came here from overseas, but he came here to play basketball. You know, he didn't know what he was doing. And then they're like, hey, you're a pretty big kid. Yeah. Why don't you try the football route? And so he played a couple of years. COVID halted his season. So then he had a hiatus there, got back into it. And now he looks like a physical freak. Michigan beat out Miami, LSU, some top schools for him. And that was a big recruiting win. 
And you know, was, it was a big one over Miami from what Huge. I heard. Because I think Miami put like they, they were trying everything at him. Basically, they were trending. They were yeah, they were making a big push for him. And then Eno Etta, he was essentially a Michigan State lock from what I saw on Twitter at least. And Michigan <laughs> According to the Spartan Twitter. <laughs> and Michigan said no, no, no. And Mike Elston, I mean, that was his first offer when he got to Ann Arbor was Eno Etta. So this has been a guy he's been on since day one. And you know, always had, you know, a fun look at um Elston and what he could do on and off the field. And that's the thing is, I think these guys, especially with NIL, you're going to have to really identify the talent and evaluate the talent and then develop that talent. So in Michigan, you saw that in the 2022 class, you know, if you don't land those five stars, what are you going to have to do? You got to develop the talent at least, you know, and if you're going to get guys like Collins and Eno that have that super high upside, you got to tap into that potential and make it work for you. And you saw that with David Ojabo. You know, it's possible at Michigan. And the Michigan's selling that. And for me, if there's one spot they couldn't struggle in recruiting, it was edge. There's no reason they should struggle there. Because the amount of guys they've sent, well, and you're seeing them not struggle at all. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I let's let's uh, end it with this here. I, we need to get a headline grab from you. Let's, um, you know, let's let's <laughs> got really, a couple. yeah, okay. let's, let's a couple do, minutes, yeah. Put me in the spot. Put me in the spot. I want to okay. make some splashes um, here. Okay. We'll clip it and then put it out of context and then make you look <laughs> like you're ridiculous or something. That's um, right. I'm already on well, Twitter. That's what Twitter is for. Ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, I mean, what's like? What would be your like biggest, you know, hot take, seriously, of the the 2022 season here? Um, you know, is it that Michigan's going to repeat or is it that they fall three games short or, um, you know, or even that like, you know, in recruiting, this turns around and does get them up to a top 10 class or something like that? I do a lot of recruiting talk, so I'm going to. Stay away from that. I like I said. I think the hottest thing I had with recruiting and people still going to call me crazy is I think they have the potential to have a top ten class again. I think they're going to be more in the fifteen to twenty range. But that's not. That's not a bold I think take. they have that Come potential. <laughs> I my bull take. This is out there. I think we're going to see at the end of the season three freshmen start on defense. Wow. I think Three. Mason Graham, oh, yeah. Yeah. Will, I think Will Johnson, and I Who's think we there? can see like Keon Saab. Okay, okay. I Kenneth Grant, gift from the gods, football gods. Yeah, he's a potential he's a guy big too. Boy. So. He's big. huge, huge. <laughs> you talk about a guy that I think will make an impact. I mean, they when Michigan recruited him, they made it flat out obvious to him in the recruiting process. We don't have anyone like you. Zero on the roster. You might be a big, uh, big Will Campbell. Exactly. Gabe yeah. Watson, I don't know if you remember yeah. him, but someone yeah. like him, he's just, he demands double teams. He's a wrecking ball in the middle, you know, and you just have to, he's a space eater, essentially. Yeah, you know, probably. Michigan doesn't have anyone other than maybe Mozzie Smith, but I think that's, you know, three freshmen, maybe four, maybe four, start at the end of the day, you know, that's for the house crazy. day game. I mean, the class was that good. 
people forget, but they had they signed some top ten was talent this, there. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, Will Johnson's a lock in my opinion um, to start. I, you know, that's that's interesting to hear Keon Sab though, um, just because you know there there are some other more seasoned guys that are trying to you know play those positions. Yeah, I mean, he's in the back end. You have Ron Moore, you know, who really emerged um, towards the end of last season. But Keon Saab, I think he's got the potential. He was a top 100 guy who's yeah. committed to Clemson for the longest time under Brent Venables. And right. so he's got a good eye for talent in terms of that side of the ball. And I've heard good stuff about Keon early on. I know they just started fall camp. But the guy I'm very, very confident in, I think he's going to have, if he doesn't start, he will start next year at least, is Mason Graham. I mean, I just saw the recent, you know, roster changes that came out, and he's up to 317. And you watch the spring game. If you really watch that spring game, he was going against grown men, guys that are three or four years older, and he was holding his own pretty well. So, but yeah, in terms of also Will Johnson, that might be the lack of the day for sure. I yeah. think he's definitely going to see the field early and often. Yeah. I, we've actually talked to um, other players and they've, they've mentioned the first ones um, like Chris Jenkins mentioned uh, Mason Graham as a guy yeah. to like watch out for. Um, so coming from a guy that's going to play right next to him, you know, that's pretty, uh, pretty telling I'd say. Um yeah, I, I'm excited, man, for these young these young guys. You know, the thing that I love about the young guys is like, yes, this is a senior led group and all that stuff. And now like the JJs and Donovans are sophomores and they've got a season under their belt. Um, Andrew Anthony, but like these young freshmen that are coming in keep pushing this team to be better and better because they're like nobody's coming in like, oh, I've got a few years till I'm, you know, till I'm playing. They're like coming in right away to get a spot. And I think it's, it's made some people uncomfortable to the, to the point where like, it's good uncomfortableness, right? Where it's like, shit, I got to get in the fucking weight room. I got to like, you know, make sure I'm, I'm giving my all in every single rep. You know, I know Blake Horam thinks that too. He said the exact same thing. He's like, Dude, I I simply can't like not work hard every day because Dono is right there, and like even you know uh, you know some of the other guys. It, it's just even even the top top dogs like Cade McNamara. Obviously, I think the QB battle starts it all with that, and it's been really cool to see that. And I think that could be the difference in how you know good or great this team can be. Yeah, it's a youth. Movement essentially, you know, like guys I didn't even mention, like Darius Clements, who shined yeah. in the spring game. I ah. mean, but I can't say he's going to start because who do you, who do you <laughs> take out? Yeah. And then Derek Moore, who's a, again, a commit to Oklahoma, flip. Michigan got him to flip. But I mean, he, I was looking at his weight. He's put on a bunch of good weight as well. And he starred, I think, in the spring game as well. So, there's a lot of young guys. I think they're gonna yeah. play. And Amari I think it's not, Walker even uh, Marion Walker. I mean, it's and just he, he need, if he puts on 25 pounds, he he will be really really good. Right now, he's like 150 pounds soaking wet, but um, still, no, he's it's 180. It's listed. He's yeah, listed at 180. Right. They won't right, lie. For sure. For sure. <laughs> they would never lie. 
<laughs> but yeah, maybe he should hit Mr. Spots. I'm not sure. But yeah, <laughs> well, I think he'll find some good spots in Ann Arbor. They got some good spots there. Zingerman's and yeah, Knights. Where you come from? So many. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. That that's my bold prediction. I don't know if it's super bold. You know, I'm not gonna say they're oh, going to the like national it. title oh. or go nine to three. But in terms of like, it's just how do you keep some of these guys off the field? And like you said, from what I'm hearing, what you're hearing, these guys are really they're pushing other guys, especially these upperclassmen. And that's what you want in a program. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, you want these guys to say, "Hey, this isn't my spot anymore. Like we got to compete in fall camp right away." Right. And you saw that with like Junior Colson and other guys shine last year. Donovan Edwards kind of emerged. JJ plays some as well. So at, that's what you want. If you're going to lose talent to the NFL, you need to bring in future talent. And you're seeing that at Michigan. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, Bryce, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we already talked about it, but we're going to grab a, grab a beer together soon. Um, it's been too long. Um, I, I've been hang, I've hung out with Bree. I've hung out with your sister. Haven't hung out with you much. So uh, she's the five star. She's that the five star. I'm just I'm just a low three star. I don't blame you. You're not you don't wanna you're not gonna recruit the three star. You want the five star. I get it. So. <laughs> hey, you're the diamond in the rough that Jim Harbaugh's looking for, though. There so. we go. I'm an yeah. international guy, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you just having yeah. there's not a lot of film out there of me, but uh, trust me, I'm good. Trust me, I'm really good. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, tell the people where they can follow you at here so they can get your get all your stuff. Yeah. So I'm on the Michigan Insider 24-7 Sports. We have a lot of great writers over there. Obviously, Sam Webb, Steve Lorenz, Zach Shaw, uh, Alexandro. All those guys do amazing work on 24-7 Sports. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm trying my best to you know, be as active as you guys, but <laughs> give me a follow. If you guys want to follow more recruiting here about more of what's going on there in that world. Uh, it's with an I, not a Y Bryce marriage, M A R I C H. And, uh, hopefully I can, uh, you know, compete with you guys and at least <laughs> try my best in the Twitter game because I, man, you guys dominate stuff, some of the stuff <laughs> and the gifs you guys put out. I just, it's good stuff. It's you really can you stuff. can thank Justin for that. I, I is that I like him? To, okay. Oh yeah, I like to tweet mostly bullshit from my account, just like random stuff. But uh, Justin yeah, does a great job with our Twitter and getting that going and all the engagement and whatnot. But it's, it's funny him. you said like the competition stuff. I saw Clayton at the uh, Tracy Smith like media roundtable, and he's like, "Man, yeah. we got some competition now." Huh? I was like, Dude, "No, don't <laughs> don't worry about us, man." <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive, man, what you do, especially Michigan football helmets on. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't ever write a story about helmet on. So that's impressive. Hey, you, I gotta get myself into the into the zone. Gotta get you know, the I get it. Yeah. I get it. Play a little yeah. thunderstruck or something. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for joining us again, man. We appreciate you. Go follow Bryce's stuff. Um, you know, congrats. Getting married soon. Congrats on the on the uh, future wedding, fall I know, wedding. I'm trying That's to follow okay. Justin. You guys, man, you guys already beat me to the punch. I said, yeah. man, it looks pretty fun over there. I want to join that group. So, hey, man, if I'm being honest, you still got time. Get out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> running up no, that hill, huh? Fun. I'm running up That's that hill, fun. huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. No, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. We'll uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Awesome. Appreciate you guys having me on again.